my husband said, that's typical. Uh, every time you start to speak, you drop your notes and you get in a muddle. And, and, but last Sunday when I spoke, I didn't drop anything, did I? It was really good. So, yeah, I did all right. Um, just um, just what I want to uh, pray for Kerry. Uh, if you know Kerry, who comes sometimes, she's had an operation and she's really struggling to get over it. And I had a text... We had a few exchanges of texts this morning and she's got a throat infection now. She keeps getting things. And she said, um, oh, bottom line was uh, pray for me. So I said, well, I'll, I'll, we'll pray for you today. Um, so if we can just do that first. Um, if you don't know Kerry, she's, she's uh, re- recovering. She's been recovering. She's uh, not drunk for a long time now, is it? Several years now? But she's doing really well. But she had to have this a lot of cysts out uh, in her ovaries and everything, and, and she's she's not doing very well. And she can't work either because she does cleaning, and so she can't lift anything. So she really needs um, a lot of support. So Heavenly Father, we just bring Kerry to you now, and I pray for that peace that passes understanding. I pray, Lord, that you'll give her speedy recovery so that she can get back to work, so that she can have a boy with her. And I pray, Lord, that she will know your presence right now as we pray. She said she's feeling a bit low and um, probably a bit disheartened that it's taking this long. I pray, Lord, that you will totally fill that place with your presence, the power of your Holy Spirit, bring complete healing to her, Lord, and, and lift her up. Lift her spirits, Lord. May she turn her head up towards you. May she think of things to be grateful for and to um, express her love to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Right. Uh, Many, many of the things that have been said today have been very helpful for what I I want to bring. So I always find that very encouraging because I think God's on the case. Um, so the, but the main thing that I will want to be saying will be near the end. So, um, so stay alert. All right. <laughs> when I did when I did my talk in church, I had a visual aid inside a Sainsbury's bag, and I said, "Don't go to sleep because you won't see what's inside the bag." <laughs> and actually, it was a baptismal pool, <laughs> and I had a little man that I put in <laughs> to explain about baptism. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so stay alert because I'm going to talk about some stuff. Um, that uh, I feel like God has put on my heart for us. Okay. Um, Heavenly Father, will you just uh, take my words and take my, my mind and help me to stay focused and uh, may we hear what the Spirit is saying to us, the church. Amen. Okay. I had a, mo- well, I had a mother-in-law, obviously, um, called Ivy. Well, it wasn't a real name, but everyone called her Ivy. Some of you remember Ivy. She was a large presence, and wasn't she? A large lady. Uh, and um, the thing I remember that came to my mind was, if, it, if the slightest little thing went wrong, Ivy would say, oh, what have I done to deserve this? <laughs> Quite like that, actually, yeah. <laughs> oh, what have I, oh, I've just jammed my, oh, what have I done to deserve this? Anything, it was like, she was being punished for it, for something. And, and it was like, but, you know, you, 
The door's slammed? What are you doing, you know? Okay, well, um, I think um, we want to consider those kind of thoughts. And um, when I was thinking about her, I thought, why, why was she like that, you know? Well, it came to me that she had a father who was very um, physically abusive to her. And so when her boyfriend, who was my father-in-law, yeah, so when they were going out, if she got home late from seeing him, he'd like give her a black eye or hit her or something. And, and really, he was, he actually was an alcoholic, this, her father, and he was very, very um, abusive. He, he did um, get into recovery in his later years, but he was, in her formative years, he was quite horrible to her. And I was thinking, do you know what? I, th- I suppose, really, she'd got in her mind that she... She was home late, so she deserved a black eye. And that, what had she done to deserve it? She got in late. So every time something went, went wrong with her, she'd say, oh, what have I done? What have I done? I must have done something wrong. And so that made me think then about um, other um, earthly fathers. My earthly father <coughs> was killed in the war before I was born. So my um, thoughts about my father was, well, he's not there. He's absent. He's an absent father. Not his fault, obviously, but, well, you know, didn't know. Didn't, had never, he'd never seen me. Didn't even know I existed, actually. Um, and then I was thinking about my husband. Um, and he, although he, he really reached the pinnacle of education, becoming a, a professor of immunology at London University, it was always in his mind that he was never quite good enough. And he'd always say, I don't know how I've got here. And, um, and his father's um, mantra was, good, better, best, never let it rest, till your good is better and your better is better. If you got a, a B, why didn't you get an A? You got an A, why didn't you get an A plus? It's never quite good enough. And I was thinking, oh, you know what, that's just three people that came into my mind, me, my husband, my mother-in-law, but all affected by our earthly fathers. So I wonder, you know, some of us probably here had lovely fathers. Kelly, you've got a lovely father? You have. Yes, some of us probably got very difficult fathers. Um, so I was thinking like absent, mine was absent, uh, mother-in-law's abusive, uh, and addictive. Then I think some fathers are like nice one day and not the next, changeable, uh, you, you know, fickle, can never quite know how they're going to be when they come in the door, that kind of thing. Um, demanding, oh, you've got to do this, you must do this, or very selfish. Uh, they're the ones I've thought of. But you, if you just think for a minute, I'm just only going to stop for just a second. Just think, 
about your own father if you know who your father is. I mean, some of us don't even know. I mean, I don't know. Um, But are you influenced today by the way that your father behaved towards you? Does that resonate at all? You see, um, when I think about an absent father, that could affect my view of Father God. Because we use the same word, and I think really that's not a a very wise thing, because not all fathers are, are, are lovely, are they? Um, Some fathers are awful, absolutely awful to their children. Absolutely. Um, So, uh, what what would be my view of of God would be probably, um, oh, don't leave me, don't abandon me, don't be absent, right? So my husband, Mike, he might think, oh, I'm never, quite, I'm never quite make it as far as God's concerned. I'm never quite good enough. And um, I think that, that's true. You'd better hurry up and change because he's going to be 80 next year. So he, he needs to get his life sorted out. And he knows this now because we've talked about it. Um, and, and so my mother-in-law... She must have thought, if she thought anything about this on this subject, that that God the Father would punish her if she did something wrong. Oh, what have I done to deserve it? And that can kind of wash over. Oh, it's it's God. It's, it's, I'm getting punished because, well, not because I stayed out late with my boyfriend when she was <laughs> already married to him, but but that kind of thing, you know, some trivial thing. And she, well, what have I done to deserve? And does God do that to us? Um, We're not going to have as long as I thought we would have, so um, just think for a minute. If Jesus came to this earth to show us God the Father, what characteristics did Jesus show us in his life on earth? What kind of, of characteristics did he display? Um, can you can you shout some out? Or uh, sorry, he showed love, kindness. He did. So compassion, yeah. Generosity, obedience, mercy, yeah. Have you read my notes? <laughs> you sure? Uh, what have I got here? Um, yes, women, um, the vulnerable, the outcasts, the lepers, the tax collectors, the least, the last, and lost. He showed them great love, didn't he? Yes. Who said that word? Somebody is reading my notes. Ta-da. Thank you. Unconditional. Unconditional love. Now, um, he never said, I'll love you if. 
That's conditions, isn't it? I love you if. He said, I I love you because I love you. I love you from the foundation of the world. I love you while you were still sinners. You didn't know me. I loved you. I love you with an everlasting love. I will never leave you or forsake you. All of these things that Jesus uh, displayed, he loved, well, he loved the prostitutes who no one would touch, the tax collectors who were worse than the lowest of the low. I mean, Matthew that wrote the book, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, he was a tax collector who used to take cream off some of the taxes from the Ro- that were paid to the Romans for himself. And everyone despised him. And God, um, Jesus said, come follow me, be my disciple. That's, Matthew couldn't believe his ears. Because that, what love was that for the least, the last one? Outcasts, um, even the man who was possessed by many devils, Jesus sought him out, he loved him, and he set him free. And then he was, then it says the, the demoniac was uh, seated and in his right mind. I think there was another. Uh, Fully clothed, yes, because he'd been walking... That's right, I knew there was another one. Yes, he'd been naked, tied with chains and going mad. Everyone was scared of him. But then when Jesus um, came to him, he was found clothed, fully clothed, seated in his right mind. So um, when Jesus come to us, we could sometimes be like completely mad and naked in as far as the righteous robes of Jesus, but he comes and he gives us the righteous robes. So we're clothed. And he gives us new ways of thinking in a, a, a right mind. Um, okay, so he loved us um, before we knew him. Uh, I've got quite a lot of um, uh, references here, but I don't think I have time. Um, one of the things that um, Jesus, uh, Jesus uh, shows his love is that we are adopted into his family. We become his own children. He, he chooses us. He says he, we're chosen, a royal priesthood. See, so you, so your husband is already a, a pastor, probably, because he's a chosen royal priesthood part of the family of God we're all chosen in royal priesthood in real priests ooh you said ooh that's uh, stunning isn't it really but he chose us Um, and uh, in John 1 the very beginning of John's gospel it says as many as received him as many as like we say Jesus come into my life and be my saviour forgive my sins and come in, and I receive you as my saviour. As many as believe in him, he gives us the right to become children of God. And, and he loves us like with perfection, because it says his perfect love, his perfect love drives out fear. His love is not here today, gone tomorrow, um, you do this and I'll love you. Don't do that. 
or I won't love you. So I, oh, there's another thing that cause, could apply to mums, because my mum said to me once, if you're not good, I'm going to run away and leave you. And that was really like, whoa. Now, I've not got a dad, now my mum's going to go and run away, so I better be good. I, am I being good now? Am I good enough? Jesus said, well, you're my child and I love you. Whatever you do, I can't love you more. I can't love you less. That's what he's saying to you today. Whatever you like, he loves you with perfect love, unconditional love. Okay, no conditions. This is what I I had on the um, one of the um, other things. So often, when you buy something or if you get some terms and conditions apply, that's the that's the small print, right? Terms and conditions apply. With God, terms and conditions are not even in it, okay? There's no condition except believe and have faith in him. That is, that is the term and condition. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. I have loved you. You receive me, you'll be my child. Um, and there's another one. Behold what manner of love... The Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God and that is what we are. That's from the first letter of John. What manner of love, I think that some uh, translations say, has lavished on us. Do you know God lavishes love on you? It's kind of like, whoa, it's a banquet. And my banner over you is love. Okay? Um, so he loved us before we knew him he chose us and God the Father gave Jesus his son so that we could become children so our sins could be forgiven and we could have that close walk to know that we are loved whatever our earthly father was like or earthly mother God is the perfect pinnacle of love to each one of us if we receive him he loves us because he loves us that's perfect love god is love says doesn't he is love itself is 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 godly and so for the last uh, four minutes <clears throat> i just want to ask this how is your love for God? What is your love like? Is it terms and conditions apply our love towards God? Okay. Is it with conditions? Okay. All right. When everything's going well, oh, God's great, isn't he great? God is, and, and testimonies of that nature are brilliant because the Bible says we overcome the enemy, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus, and the word of our testimony. But what about a testimony that says, I'm going through absolute hell at the moment. My testimony is, but I know God is with me. I know that he loves me and I know that his heart is breaking for me.
That's, that has been my testimony this year. Some of you don't know, but um, our step um, our step grandson committed suicide at age 20 in April, and it was it's I mean it's broken our hearts. And is my love conditional through something like that? Will I turn away and say, oh, why, God, why did you let that happen? We'll never know why. There was no reason. We didn't, no one has found out why. But um, God, God's heart breaks for us. And um, in the world, we will have tribulation, Jesus said. He didn't say, receive me and everything in your life will be roses. If someone said that to you to become a Christian, they didn't say what was in the Bible. Jesus said, in the world, you will have tribulation. There, this is a sinful, fallen world. Everyone has got free will. God has given us free will because he doesn't want to make us into little robots. He could have made us like, I love God, I will do as I'm told. No, he says, you choose me as I've chosen. You choose me. You choose to love me. And so that is his way with us. He's not going to make us do anything. And so much of the sin in the world is from people who have chosen to be horrible, basically. There is so much, so much. So... um, How do we respond to God when things go wrong? Uh, I was thinking about some people will say, well, I'm not going to church. I don't want to be there. I'm I'm going to get under the duvet and shut the world out and isolate myself. I think that is pretty common, would you say? Do you feel like that sometimes? Yeah, we all do. Oh, I want to... Bury my head in the sand. Don't want to do it. Okay, isolate. I'm not speaking to God. I don't even believe in him today. I'm not talking to you, God. Oh, no, I'm not saying I don't, you know. No, so I'm not going to go where there's a women's group. I'm not going to church. I'm not going going to pray. I'm not going to believe because God has been so horrible to me. If we think like that, our view of God is is warped and it may be because of our background, which we need to get sorted out in our heads and we need to see God as the God of the Bible that Jesus demonstrated and Jesus showed love. He showed love when people betrayed him. He carried on loving Peter, even though he said he didn't know him three times. He came to Peter after the resurrection and and reinstated him. He loved him. And even Judas, at the last minute, Judas could have repented because Jesus said, what do you want, friend? You know, he he knew exactly what was going on. But he he loved. He had that perfect love. And um, if we ask the question why, we sometimes blame God for things. Oh, why did God let that happen? Wrong question. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. He is God. I am not. So if you're going to say why, uh, wrong question. Question is, 
How can we get through this? How can I glorify God in any situation in spite of what's going on? So think about the questions we might have because we don't want to be people, I don't want to be someone who's like here today, gone tomorrow sort of thing when it comes to God. You know what I mean? Um, So if things go wrong, um, God is still a heavenly father who loves me. I had, um, you know, probably I had uh, colon cancer last year. Um, Wasn't healed, miraculously healed. I was healed by the medics. But in the middle of that, God's love gave me such peace that it was like, God, I was almost privileged to have that, that, because God was so good in it. So he's in it with you. He's not apart. He's right here in me, in you. He, Christ in you is your hope of glory. If you've received Christ, that, I mean, it's unbelievable, isn't it? He made the world and he comes to live in us, to be with us. How great is that? Aren't we so privileged to have a God who is a father who loves us without terms and conditions? They do not apply. Every time you see that terms and conditions apply, and they usually say, terms and conditions, over 18 and under, terms and conditions apply. Remember, when it comes to God, tear it up. They do not. I think, just to finish with, uh, we have got a heart for heaven, which is our home. When we're born again and become believers, we have eternal life, starts then. He that has the Son has life. That's life with a big L, eternal life. Now, it's present tense, that verse. He that has Jesus has eternal life. So our eternal life starts now, but we're not in heaven and our hearts are after it. So when things are going wrong, we think, no, this is not what it's supposed to be like, and it isn't. But one day, every tear will be wiped away, every pain will be gone, We we will know perfect love, we'll see Jesus face to face. But in the meantime... We're kind of going through this um, testing time, if you like. This uh, almost like a trial sometimes. See how, you know, how we're getting on. We are in this world to be ambassadors. And it's a scriptural word that we are ambassadors. And you know what? It ha- when you're an ambassador, right, if you go somewhere, you take your country and that it, you have that country with you. So if you have an ambassadorial um, position in South Africa, where you have the house, that becomes part of Britain. Okay? So where we go, we take the, the kingdom of God with us because we're ambassadors. Because we're in the kingdom of God. If we're ambassadors for God, we take that with us and we um, behave hopefully as Jesus would 
That's what he's asking us to do now. Unconditional love for him and for others. Be like Jesus. Be a true disciple. Follow the rabbi. Do what the rabbi did. Speak what the rabbi would speak. Behave like Jesus. But with unconditional love. Not here today and under the duvet tomorrow. All right, girls? Amen. That's all, that's all you're getting. <laughs>